The Hear Me Project is an initiative of Carnegie Mellon University's Create Lab. The website for the Create Lab is www.cmucreatelab.org. And the website for Hear Me is www.hear-me.net. Hear me is a con. Sorry, what's that word again? Hear me is a conduit. Okay. Hear me is a conduit for students to contribute their voices to meaningful conversations and raise awareness around youth issues. We amplify their voices using media and technology to create a world where they are heard, acknowledged, and understood, giving them the power to inspire social change. Hear me is an initiative of the Create Lab at Carnegie Mellon University. Welcome to the Hear Me Podcast. This is part two of a two-part series. If you didn't hear part one, we encourage you to visit our website or go back to your podcast app and listen to the first episode. And while you're there, it's probably a good idea to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. But on last month's episode, we started our fair funding campaign coverage. We shared stories from students about the impact of school funding on their education. Students talked about the materials they need in their schools to be successful, like working computers and up textbooks, uh, so each student could take a book home to study. They also shared their need for more variety in classes offered and how electives and votech options keep students from dropping out of school. In this episode, however, we will share more stories from students about another crucial resource, adults. All the interviews from this campaign were shared with a coalition who are working to create recommendations for future legislation in Pennsylvania. This coalition made up of over 40 organizations across the state are deeply committed to finding equitable ways to fund public schools. To explain a little bit more about this and why we're doing this specific campaign, we sat down with coalition member and former teacher and school board member and executive director of Allies for Children, Patrick Dowd. So Patrick, can you tell us what the formula looks like and why we need it. We want to take the number of dollars that are necessary to provide the services to get the students to the state standards, we call that a base cost, multiply it by the number of students, weighted for factors that are associated with the lives of the students that present barriers. So um, students living in poverty, students experiencing challenges with English language proficiency, students who are experiencing homelessness, those kinds of challenges. Um, and then once you do that math, and all those numbers are known, then you uh, would adjust it for certain district factors, factors such as sparsity, how, how big a geography and how small a population is a district serving, um, charter schools, and then you would adjust it further by the relative wealth and the local tax effort to help you determine both the state and local share for providing that basic education funding. If you did all that math, you would know what is it that the state should provide and what is it that the local school district should provide so that each and every child in the school district could meet the state standards. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks. When we were interviewing students, it was rare to interview a student without him or her bringing up the role of adults in their school as teachers, nurses, librarians, or counselors. Mostly students talked about the need for more adults in their school in general. My name is Patrice, I'm 17, and I go to South Philadelphia High School. I'm a little scared 
because I don't think I don't have enough people to turn to, especially when it comes to things like this. It, it, I think something as little as like even having a library, an active library that we could go to to look at SAT books and ACT books and check them out and talk to the librarian and this and that. We don't have that. So I think that if we had something like that, just just a little something like that, just a little more, it would it would just make a world's difference. And I feel like that's a possibility if people would listen to us and would take us seriously and actually try harder to give us the resources that we need. And I mean, honestly, being a senior, I didn't think it would be this hard. It's really overwhelming. It's really overwhelming. So at this point in our lives, I feel like we need to take any help that we can possibly get. A decent amount of students talked about teachers in their school. For a lot of students, there aren't enough teachers and this impacts their learning greatly. For Reginaldo, he sees enough space in his school, but not enough teachers to help fill that space. My name is Reginaldo. I'm 16. I go to Sayre High School. I would say one separate the classes more, you know, make it more even than just jamming a whole bunch of kids in one classroom. And I mean, like, you know, uh, separate the classrooms more. We actually have a lot of classrooms that aren't being used, so we could probably use those for the same subject that has like the 40, 50 kids in them and just split that in half. I'm Danielle, I'm nine and I go to Pittsburgh Fulton. We have um, one teacher and about 29, 30 around that kids. It should be about around 20, a little less. It would make things not as crazy. It would just make things just a little easier. Because there's normally like one teacher in the room and if there's only one teacher, it's hard to manage 30 kids at one time. Because the teacher's always like, because when she's like, anybody who needs assistance come up and then there's like many people crowding around for um, assistance, so it's going to drive you bonkers. My name is Tyler. I am 16 years old and I go to South Philadelphia High School. Well, like recently... Like one, a couple, of, they got rid of a couple of our teachers, so now some of the classes are a little bit bigger. Like I had an algebra class, we were pretty big, but like we merged with another one, so now we're really big. And my advisory is still the same size, we just got a new teacher, so I mean, it doesn't really affect a lot. So all the teachers took, and I say it's about 35 kids, maybe. I say smallest class I have is about seven people, eight people, if not that. It's my uh, shop class, it's just like eight of us. The good number is about 15, like, 50, like in between 15, maybe 20 ish. Other students explained why the quality of teachers matter just as much as the number of teachers. My name is Bakari. I am 18 and I go to Central High School in Philadelphia. Hire your teachers that really care and teachers that want, that want to see students succeed. Teachers that really don't care, then the students won't learn. By just throwing money at the problem, it won't help it. But if you, if you put money in all the right places, you'll get, you'll get the right talent and that'll, that'll cause the students to become better. So recruit teachers that actually want to teach. So go, go, start going off into colleges, look at new teachers that, that like teaching, and retain the old teachers that's doing good things. My name is Taylor. I'm 13 years old, and I'm currently enrolled in Anna Lane Lingobach Elementary School. This school has helped me, like, because I'm very close with my teachers, and, like, they support me, and I can count on them to, to, to like, ask for help, and I don't have to be, like, nervous to ask them because I, I don't know what they're going to say. They're really nice and supportive. My name is Tier and I'm 15. 
I go to Stowe Valley High School. I don't think there's really like anything that like helps me in school other than my teachers, cause like without them, I wouldn't be able to learn. The teachers are important because like you could give me a book, I can read it, but still don't learn nothing. The teachers help me by communicating. If you like ask for help, I'm sure they will. Like explaining it, putting it down to a lower level where I can have a good understanding. I struggle with biology, so. Another important group of adults identified were the guidance counselors. For students of all ages, guidance counselors are important. But guidance counselors are especially important for high school students who are thinking about what they will do after they graduate. For some young people, their teachers don't have the time to help them with post-high school planning, and they might not have family members or mentors who can help them find this information. That means for these students, they need a guidance counselor who has enough time to meet with them and help them plan. But too often, guidance counselors are being let go or asked to take on extra responsibilities, making it difficult for them to give students the attention that they need. I feel like we need more counselors. We only have one counselor for two grades, and that's a lot for one person. And that means we can never have a one-on-one -on -one time with a counselor. I feel like I can't have my help that I need, and I feel like I'm struggling getting into college. My name's Chris, I'm 17, and I go to Academy at Pombo in Philadelphia. We definitely need more counselors in our school, especially for the seniors, because we, the counselors help us with our college applications and everything that we need for college, like the FAFSA, and we, don't, we have one who resides for almost 200 seniors, which is really crazy and ridiculous. We used to have three, then budget cuts came, we only have one. So it'd be nice to see another, like, one or two. If kids have problems in school, like they do in every, in every school, they need a counselor to talk to. And if the counselor is busy helping every kid with college, then they're not going to be able to help kids with their problems. So that would be a plus. DeMonte, 17 years old, McKeesport. Academically, I think the resources that my school has is the counselors that we have. They're very stretched out, very on separate things at one time, but they always are there to help you. And there's only three of them now, which there was four, which made it easier. So now, with implementation of only three, it makes it harder, and it makes it harder for the counselors to get to know each and individual student, but it's still, they do what they, what they have. The reason why four counselors was better than three is because of the counselors have more time to do more things with different students. Now they have different students from hair to hair, and they have specific times that they're allotted to go with those students. So if you have to fit into their schedule, and then you also have to fit into your own schedule, what makes it harder to get things done. My name is Amber, and I'm 13 years old, and I go to Lingabach Elementary School. There's only one counselor here, and everybody, the eighth graders, they want everybody wants to go to high school. They want to get in some type of high school that they feel as though is right for them. And so if we have more counselors, they can individually help us to get into the high school we really, really want to go into. But there's only one counselor, and it's a lot of pressure on her because all these kids are asking her questions, and she, it's too much pressure on her because she doesn't, she can't work individually with that type of kid. And I want to talk to my counselors, other people rushing in to go and ask her about high school because it's all these parents calling and asking about what high school is my child going to go to, what high school my child going to go to. And I want to be able to talk to her about high schools I want to go to, but it's too much around, like too many people going up to her, asking her. It's, I really can't get the help that I need from the counselor. My name is Jared. I'm 17 years old, and I go to South Philadelphia High School. My counselor, she is one of the best. She's so stressed, though, because everyone's coming to her, and she's so clever, and she wants to help. She wants to help. 
but she's the only counselor in this school for 12th graders that I feel like is really trying to make a difference in her students' lives. And some people don't take advantage of her in the right way. And I feel like that's where most of our students lack, in taking advantage in the right way instead of the wrong way. In addition to teachers and guidance counselors, students listed other important adults in their school and why these other adults are important to their success. Jaquela talks about not having a librarian for several years in her school. I'm Jaquela, I'm 17 and I go to Clarence. We don't have a librarian. She passed away and then they just now found a replacement this year, the beginning of the year. And then we were without a librarian for two or three years. You would have to come before school starts. You'd have to come at like seven o'clock to check out a book or after school at four o'clock to check out a book. You can't come during school. Like if you needed a book, you have to wait after school or before school. I don't know, it's hard. Because you have after school activities and before school you have to get up, eat breakfast, do all that. It's hard. As additional adult support, students asked for tutors and school-sponsored tutoring programs to get them the help they need. My name is Bella. I'm 13 years old from Shaler Middle School, and I live in Pittsburgh. The teachers can help us when we don't understand something, but sometimes when we don't have the teachers, like at home, we can't really do anything about it. We just have to kind of teach ourselves or not really get it at all. When I don't understand stuff in math class or any other class, and I have other projects like science or English in tutorial, I have to go to other classes, meet up with my group to do our project, or go down in orchestra to practice my instrument, and then I just go home and try to teach myself through my math notes, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. An after-school tutoring program would help because even though we have homework club, not everyone can do that because after school we have sports and other things. We may not be able to get a ride from school. My name is Oyenda and I'm 13 years old. In our school we have homework club after school for kids that don't understand their homework. It can help them succeed academically because if you're not understanding something, you can go to homework club and there's teachers there that can help you if you don't understand. So we have study hall and students go there for help and sometimes like there's not enough teachers to help you so by the time study hall is over you can't get to your teacher. Tutoring, like maybe the school could provide tutoring for kids like because homework club isn't all year round it's just in the beginning of the year so maybe they could have like tutoring for students like all year round. My name is Taina. I'm 13. I live in Northeast Philadelphia and I go to Lingobach Elementary School. I think we need more teacher aides to help with students that are lagging or lacking the, like, the pace that the teacher goes. The teacher was moving too fast for them. I think we need more teacher aides. Chris and Morgan both talk about the problem with not having a full-time nurse at their school. For both of these students, not having a nurse at their school means leaving school. My name's Chris. I'm 17. And I go to Academy at Pombo in Philadelphia. We need a full-time nurse. The nurse is only here three days out of the week. And on those two days, it seems like that's the most important when kids need the nurse. It's just convenient, but 
yeah, we definitely need a full time there. So kid, so there's always someone to go to if you need medicine. If even if your head hurts, just to relax for the day. If you can't think or focus in the class, I just came off a concussion, and when I was in school most of the time, it was hard for me to think. The lights were bothering me. The noise was bothering me, and I couldn't come to the nurse because my head was bothering me because she wasn't here most of the time. So I just had to just tough through it most of the time, or I just had to go home, basically. And if the nurse was here, I definitely would have been able to get through it. I'm Morgan, 10th grade, SciTech. There's not always a nurse on permit, uh, on school grounds. Sometimes there's no nurse for days on end, or the entire nurse's office is on lunch break for most of the day, or for some other reason, no medical attention is available to students. That's a very serious problem. I think that there should never not be medical staff on a school site because it's a school it, filled with hundreds of students, hundreds of children, and tens of adults. And that's not the kind of environment where there should not be some kind of medical professional on site. So actually, this has happened to me. Um, I have osteochondromatosis. Uh, it's Hard to explain when there's mechanical interference due to these, it can be a real problem. Often, actually, I lose mobility in a joint, like when I have inflammation near it or whatever the case may be. When something like this happens and it's more serious than usual, I might need some kind of medicine to take the inflammation down, even if it's just ibuprofen. And actually, this happened not too long ago. A nurse wasn't on site, so I just had to go home. And you know, take care of it there. You know, it's, it's, it can cause pain and it can limit my mobility, but for someone who would have a potentially life-threatening disease, there should always be some way for medical attention to be observed. With enough adult support, students are able to stay in school and be successful. Jamal told a story about his mentor, who was also his football coach. Having this person in school who can have this time to be a mentor to him has helped Jamal greatly, not only as a student, but also as a person. My name is Jamal. I'm in the 12th grade, and I go to Bashir High School. The person I always talk to, he always listens, so that's who I run to. He actually is the one who brought me here. He's, he's, a, he's a football coach, a mentor. He does a lot because I'm a student athlete. I play football, so on the field and off the field, he's pushing me because he know I could do better. If he see I'm slacking, he's on me. He know, he don't play no games. I mean, that's how I look at it. He's very serious about it. I mean, he's going to put his, if he, he's going to put his time, he's going to put his time into being involved with me, then I got to make it worth it. If he feel as though, like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, he'll tell me, and then we got to flip it all around and make sure everything's right. He, he actually helped me calm down because I had a little anger problem. And he just made me make made me realize that I can't approach every situation the way I do, I do, and I should be more collective about everything and just chill out. When we were talking to students about adults in their schools, students wanted to talk about the teachers who had to leave due to budget cuts. For these students, it was more than having one less teacher or having a new teacher. They were losing the relationship and trust that they had built with that teacher, and losing these things directly impacted their learning. My name is Nia, and I'm 13. I go to Lingobach Elementary School. 
Uh, basically, we've lost a lot of uh, important teachers to us. Like for me, I lost a music teacher who taught me violin lessons, and uh, we lost a lot of extracurricular activities that we're not going to be able to have anymore. Uh, when I lost my music teacher, because I had her for at least three years, um, and knowing that I wouldn't be able to see her and she had to leave and probably not even have another job, it really hurt because she was a important, an important person to me, helping me on the journey along to learn how to play the violin, but also it's just the fact that she was close. I know uh, the funding, the budget cuts with the money has affected music a lot, and there's some kids that are, like they feel that music is the only way that they can fit in, or music has helped them in their life. And cutting, getting rid of teachers, and getting rid of the music program has affected a lot of kids. And it's like that's their way of learning. It's a way of learning, of way and connecting to themselves. Because sometimes music can change people's lives, and that's the way people use it. My name is Tyler. I am 16 years old, and I go to South Philadelphia High School. Some some people when they got new classes they just didn't come. Like say people that like sometimes they, they if he came to class when as soon as they got new class oh I got a new teacher he don't know me so I guess I don't I don't gotta come now you know they just didn't come. They used to just cut be in the hallways or just leave school in general. So I I, I think it did affect them. They just stopped coming to class, stopped coming to school, that type of thing. Like like one of my friends personally, I think he stopped coming after like he got like after our classes got changed he stopped coming to school like. He started coming like once or twice, like a week. Now he just doesn't come at all. So I think it did affect students. I guess he had like teachers he liked before, and now he doesn't have a lot of teachers he likes. And he thinks like they're not treating him fairly as he should be. So I think that's why he stopped coming to school. My name is Salma. I'm 17 years old, and I go to the academy at Palumbo. I live in Philadelphia. But I have a brother who's a freshman now, and he doesn't know what it was like before this. So it, it kind of makes me think about like the future of maybe the Academy of Fumbo or every school in the school district. Like The students, they don't know it any other way, so maybe I don't think they'll get as much joy out of high school as I did because they're, they don't have all the things that they need, but they don't know they need them because they never had them. So. When I first started high school, we're going to, you know, take a trip on a plane. We're going to go travel somewhere. Now we're just like, oh, you know, we're going to go to the aquarium. People don't think it's big anymore, and it's it kind of feels like you're smaller still, and you're not like, it doesn't give you room to grow when you have less resources. I don't want them to, like, take our teachers because our teachers are, like, so great, and they're so willing to, like, put time aside for students. And I feel like, you know, when you bring in new people, they don't know the students, they don't know the environment, and it's not the same. My first name is Van. I'm 18 and I go to Academy at Palumbo High School. I live in Philadelphia. I just don't like how so much are being expected out of us, but none are giving to us. As an immigrant, I came here and they were like, oh, they're going to give you like everything in the world. Like, you know, you're going to get the best education, da da da. But I feel like all they give me is limitations. I, I feel like our student, our staff member are being oppressed by the people in power. They say we are the future of this country, but so much work are being done, and is it really changing? I see our teacher out there, like on Friday morning, you know, picketing and like holding their sign off. They make these signs, and just wow, like they care a lot. Every decision that they make, student and staff and parent, we need to be involved in it. You can't just make a decision and just hand down the paper and hey, this is gonna happen.
join us next month as we look at youth employment on the north side. Yes, and I do need a job. It's to really help out my family. Sometimes bills are quite hard for my, I live with my father and sometimes they're quite hard for him to make. That's next month on the Hear Me Podcast.